What's up, boys and girls? Welcome to another episode of Walk on Wisdom, where we take your questions and I, who am an expert at absolutely nothing, but I've been around the world a couple times, been through a lot of ups and a lot of downs. I try to answer your question and impart my wisdom, impart my walk on wisdom uh, to you guys. If you're just now finding us, these questions are coming in because people have sent them in to podcast at michaelchandler.com. And uh, we've got a lot of questions that are coming in. And um, I'm just trying to spend my time trying to bring you guys value. So um, let's get right into it. And thank you guys for everybody who sent in your questions today. And um, let's see if we can't help some people today. First question comes from Desmond. Hey, Mike, I'm a high school wrestler currently in my sophomore offseason, and I want to try and wrestle in college. I started wrestling freshman year, and I just started getting decent at the sport. My strength and athleticism is getting better, but what should I do to make it to a higher level? Thank you, Desmond. Um, great question. Obviously, when we talk about athletic performance, whether it's wrestling or Anybody out there who plays any sport whatsoever, whether you are in middle school, high school, you're in college or you're past college or past all of that. And you just are just now starting your fitness journey or maybe you used to wrestle or you used to uh, you used to play a sport in college and um, let yourself fall off a little bit. And you're trying to kind of get back into it. Number one. Answering Desmond's question, he's in his prime. You know, he is a uh, I guess, well, not necessarily in his prime, if you will. He's, he's a young, young before his time. I truly don't think as a man that you actually become a fully developed man till your late twenties, if not 30 years old, at least that was my experience. At least that's how I felt. I think too often we put this pressure on ourselves that we compare ourselves amongst ourselves. And now with the age of social media and in Desmond's case, uh, websites, or apps or online platforms like uh, Flow Wrestling or, or as wrestling has continued to grow, you got a sophomore in high school who's 15 years old comparing himself to Kyle Dake, who's 30, Jordan Burroughs, who's 30-something. Um, the biggest thing is realize that you have time, Desmond. Um, you guys see the way that I train. It's no secret. I have my walk on fitness uh, online programs where I focus a lot on strength plus speed equals power. So Desmond, for you specifically or anybody out there who's trying to become more uh, more athletic and get more strength, as Desmond's asking, fast movements. If you want to train to become faster, do things that are fast. If you want to train to become stronger, add more weight. If you want to do things to make you more explosive, add more speed, add more athleticism, more jumping, more side to side movement, lateral movement, up and down movement. Uh, myself and my, my coach, Jeremy Holt, we go through nonstop training of explosive training because I, even at 37 years old, I've always had this mindset that becoming more athletic in my training, becoming more athletic, um, just from a, a body standpoint, just from a athletic standpoint, it's never going to guarantee that I'm going to be successful in the gauge. It's never going to guarantee that I'm going to win my fights, but it's definitely not going to hurt me. Um, so Desmond, I would say a lot of med ball work using bands. If you are using barbells and, and bench er, and, uh, dumbbells, move them fast. There's days that we, that we move slow and we try to gain strength. Um, 
And then there's days, most days, 90% of the time, we're just moving fast. It increases your muscular endurance. It, it increases those, those fast twitch muscle fibers. So great question, Desmond. Best of luck. Uh, the biggest thing is that you're in your off season. And the only people who are successful in season are the people that are training in the off season. So if you're a young athlete right now, take it from me. Um, I was surrounded by a bunch of dudes throughout my entire high school, college career. Me and a very small handful of guys were the ones that were wrestling all off season. And then by the time we came, got to our in season wrestling, our in season athletics, we had, we had all but passed them up every single year. We're gaining ground on the competition and we're passing everybody up who wasn't training year round. Next question comes from Adam. Hey, Michael, it's Adam from Toronto, Canada. I'm loving your walk-on program. I've done, the, I've done the five-week diet and I do the high-intensity training also. I've lost a lot of weight because of this and I'd like to thank you. Uh, my question is, what is your cheat meal like and what's the most embarrassing song on your playlist? God bless. Huge fan. I'll see you at the top. Can't wait for you to fight Conor McGregor. It's going to be awesome. Good luck and let's see some wrestling. <laughs> well, thank you, Adam from Toronto. Um, and number one, uh, first and foremost, thank you for being a part of our online workout program, our online fitness program, Walk On Fitness, that so you can find at walkonfit.com. Our community is growing and we are making an impact, um, which is really awesome to see. So it's awesome to hear, Adam, that you have uh, lost some weight and getting in better shape because you all know we try to we try to act like it's not true. We try to act like we don't need to be fit. We don't need to be in shape. We don't need to be losing weight if we need to lose weight, gain muscle if we need to gain muscle or want to gain muscle. You can have whatever you want in this life. You can have whatever body that you want. Stop blaming genetics. Stop blaming uh, other people. Stop blaming your work. Stop blaming things and start looking inwardly and realize that the body that you want, the life that you want is right on the outside, on the other side of your comfort zone. Um so the question is, what is your cheat meal like? And what is the most embarrassing song on your playlist? Uh, I'm going to think about the playlist thing uh, as I as I talk to you about my cheat meal. I think uh, over the years, obviously, I've been cutting weight, uh, dieting, sometimes harsh, extreme dieting since I was 14 years old, unfortunately. Um, so I spend 100% of my time eating perfect when I'm in training camps, when I'm, when I was training for fight, when I'm training for fights or when I was in wrestling season, because pretty much I always had to, if I wanted to make weight, I was always a big guy for the weight class. And now, and, and fighting, fighting 155, most of the time, um, I am very big for the weight class. So when I do my cheat meals, I think they've evolved over the years. You know, it used to be adding a lot of carbs. Hey, I'm going to eat a pizza or I'm going to have a burger and fries, or I'm going to have, um, a rice bowl. I'm not a big rice guy. You know, as you guys know, and as Adam knows, he he's followed my, my diet that I have on, on walk on fitness. And it's a lot of high protein and vegetables. And I kind of stay away from the starchy carbs. Uh, the only carbs that I usually put in are a sweet potato and it's usually a small amount. Um, I use my mega fit meals, which is my, my, uh, meal prep company that I've been using for six, shoot, probably eight years at this point. And I add a little bit of sweet potato. Um, so I think these days, if I'm really wanting to cheat, it's probably still pizza. If I'm being honest, you know, um, and there's, there's different schools of thought. There's some people who say, Hey, if I eat, if I eat perfect a hundred or sorry, 90% of the time. And then every now and then I have that cheat meal once a week, 
take the take the blinders off or take the take the governor off, so to speak, and just crush as much food as you can. Get eat thousands of calories, and then your body will respond. Um, I never usually feel great doing that, so. I think there's a there's a relationship between eating a lot more than you usually eat. For instance, I usually eat 12 to 1400 calories a day when I'm um, training for a fight, trying to get down to 155, and I might consume a thousand calories in a cheat meal. Um, and I've done that before, and it hasn't felt great. So um, I try to still stick with protein and veggies because I'm getting good nutrients and I'm getting more of the good stuff. I'm just eating a lot more of it. So a cheat meal these days, uh, which isn't really a cheat meal in a lot of people's eyes is probably having a nice big baked potato with some, with, uh, some vegetables and a nice huge steak, a very, very big steak. Normally in my training camps, I'm eating six ounces of protein. I might have a 16 to 20 ounce ribeye or a 16 to 20 ounce, two different fillets that are eight, eight ounces equaling 16 or equaling 20 ounces. So getting a lot of protein in there. Um, protein and fats is what I like to stick with when it comes to, uh, my cheat meals. But if I really want to go off the rails, you know, I'm eating pizzas or you know I'm eating pizza and anybody who ever visits, Nashville, Tennessee, our favorite pizza place here is DeSano's Pizza. And that's not a sponsor or anything like that. We just love that pizza. Most embarrassing song on my playlist. Goodness gracious. Um, I like Taylor Swift, you know. Um, I think some of some of uh Taylor Swift's old stuff. I haven't listened to much of her new stuff. Um, one of Hap's favorite songs was Shake It Off, you know. Uh, so I like that song. Man, what else is there? I know there's, I know there's some songs, and I know I'm just jamming to in the car, and I've got my windows rolled up. And if anybody looked over and saw big old tough guy, MMA fighter, me singing that song, that they, they would probably laugh at me. Um, so yeah, I would have to go. Taylor Swift, "Shake It Off" is probably the most embarrassing song on my playlist. And yes, can't wait to fight Connor, and it's going to be awesome. So thank you, Adam from Toronto, Canada. All right. Next one comes from Chris. Hey, Mike, how's it going? Chris Ribble, High Ridge, Missouri native. Shout out to High Ridge, Missouri, Jefferson County, Missouri, where I grew up. Former Northwest alumni athlete. That was my high school. And still avid fan of Northwest wrestling and the men, the, men, the myth, the legends, Bob and Ron Wilhelm, who were my coaches uh, in high school. My first question is this. How important was the lion mentality that the Wilhelms drove into the Northwest wrestling program? And even though... You are a Missouri Tiger as well. How often do you see? Uh, how, how often do you use certain things they taught you in your daily practices? I'm sure the Tigers have a lot of the same practices, but I just think it's important to let these young kids know how important it truly is um, to trust what your coaches are providing you with. Also, what advice would you give to an eight-year-old Triple Crown winner, state champ with a record of 91 and nine, with no pins against or Tech Falls, about staying humble and aware that there will always be someone better? Last question, best advice you could give to dads coaching their kids in wrestling in means in the means of valuable valuable advice and how hard you should or shouldn't go on them. Hope to hear from you soon and happy birthday champ. Uh can't wait to see you back in the ring. Also, feel free to shout out 
the six eyes, six eyes crew. You know them boys didn't play. Happy birthday, player Chris Ribble. Um, so a lot of a lot of couple questions in here. Uh, I think there's about three in there. So what did I learn from my time at Northwest Wrestling under Bob and Ron Wilhelm? That for me was the very beginning of my wrestling career. I started as a freshman. You know, I wrestled when I was five till I was about seven or eight in the kids program. So I don't really count that because I wasn't really learning anything. I was just running around the mats. But then I really got serious about it when I was 14 years old. And Bob and Ron Wilhelm did a very good job of making it feel like a family. They did a very good job of loving on their guys. They were hard on us. They had to be hard on us. Wrestling is a hard, harsh sport. Um, So they had to be hard on us uh, when need be, but they made it feel like a family. They made it feel like you were fighting, you were wrestling for and fighting for the team atmosphere, even though it was an individual sport. And that goes with all of wrestling. Um, they were just great dudes. They were great leaders. They led with love, uh, even though it's such a harsh sport. And I still, to this day, talk to those guys uh, on a weekly basis because they shaped who I am in a lot of different ways. And I love Bob and Ron. So shout out to those guys, my coaches. Um, and then... The Tigers have it, but I just think it's important to let these young guys. Yeah. So letting the young kids know um, what the sport of wrestling has done to, to me and for me and how it has shaped me. And I think the reason I always give so much credit to the sport of wrestling is because I know I wouldn't be sit- sitting here today with the audience that we have, everyone listening around the world and being on the platform of fighting if it wasn't for the sport of wrestling. Starting with Bob and Ron Wilhelm at Northwest High School, and then parlaying that into walking on. Uh, That's why this is called Walk On Wisdom. I was a walk on at the University of Missouri. Nobody wanted me out there. So I decided to walk on to the University of Missouri. And I think what that taught me, that experience taught me, is I knew what it felt like to start at the very bottom. I knew what it felt like to be overlooked. Um, I ended up just having a phenomenal relationship with my head coach, Brian Smith at Mizzou. Um, but that first year, he didn't really say a word to me. He's quiet. He's stoic. He's focused on the the older guys, the starters. He's focused on the state champ from California. He's focused on the state champ from Pennsylvania, who, by the way, didn't even come close to accomplishing what I accomplished. And I don't say that to impress anybody. I say that to impress upon you. It doesn't matter where you start. All that matters is that you show up. You do more than what is asked of you. You keep your nose clean. You be a good team player. um, And you just work extremely hard and surround yourself with the best guys on the team. And I don't say best guys on the team from the X's and O's standpoint. I mean, this guy's going somewhere because he's got a good mixture of he's a good wrestler, but he also does things right outside of the wrestling room. He's not chasing the fool's errands. He's not doing the things that um, we all know is being done in college. He's focused on becoming a national champion. And I used to get so, I used to get so upset and quite frankly, admittedly, very judgy in college. I just couldn't understand how all these guys had this phenomenal opportunity and they were just going to let it go by the wayside because of this so-called college experience. So I think the delayed gratification of doing things right day in and day out and letting it shape you into the man that you will eventually become. Um, So those are kind of the things that it taught me. And then your third question, Chris, um, obviously your son um, or someone on your son's team, 91 and nine triple crown winner, state champ, uh, no pens or texts again against them. The biggest thing is the accomplishments of your past are not going to predict your future. 
the rent is due every single day. That record that you have, it's great, but it, the rent is due every single day. The Triple Crown was cool and no pins or texts against you, state champion, but the rent is due every single day. There have been millions of people who have come before you and accomplished even more than that and didn't uh, reach their full potential. So I don't say that to have this kind of negative, gloomy view. You're probably an extremely hard worker. You're probably doing the right things. Um, but just remember, wrestling has a harsh way of keeping you humble because there's always someone trying to take your spot. There's always someone out there who is better than you. There's always someone out there who on any given night, any given day, any given tournament, any given match can beat you. And you have to be okay with that. You have to almost be willing to accept that because as long as you worked hard, you showed up and you did the best that you possibly could, you got to let the wins and losses take care of themselves. Um, and the last question was, and I believe this is Chris asking about how, how hard should you be on your child? Uh, how much should you push them? It's all age dependent. You know, for instance, I have a six-year-old. His name is Hap. Um, most people know that Hap's been in baseball. He's been in football. He's been in soccer. He, he's actually at a wrestling camp right now at Father Ryan. Um, the biggest thing for me as a, as a six-year-old is making sports feel fun. Sports have the ability to shape your life and shape their trajectory of, of your mindset and who you're going to become more than anything else in the entire world, I believe, while you're growing up. Aside from the fact, the way that the way that you are treated by your parents, the way that you're poured into by your parents. So being a dad and being a dad of an athlete it might be one of the most single, the single most important things that you will ever do in your life, aside from loving their mom and having a phenomenal marriage. Um, so lead with love, let the coaches do the coaching, let the coaches do the coaching, um, be there for them uh, more than you are hard on them, if that makes sense, because it's all going to come out. It's all going to work. It's all going to work out. You just have to lead with love and let them grow into who they're supposed to become. But thank you for the question, Chris. Appreciate it. Shout out to Missouri. Um, Next question is anonymous. Hey, Michael, I'd like to remain anonymous. I'm looking for some relationship advice. I've been in my first ever relationship for just about a year now. We get along great, share similar values, and she is a really nice person. She is a beautiful person. However, having spent all of my 20s single and having lived a sort of player lifestyle, I find myself still trying to adjust to the commitment of being in a relationship difficult. It sounds terrible, but I find myself looking at other women all the time, particularly in public. Is this a sign that some something isn't right or is it, it or is this normal for men to feel this way? This feeling of guilt has me doubting whether I should continue the relationship, but the thought of losing her has me choked up. This is a problem with me and I don't want this is a problem with me and I don't, and I don't know what to do. Help. It's a good question. It's an age old question. The age old question of, or I guess the age old conundrum of a man, um, constantly wondering what else is out there. Um, and this is a tough question to answer because even though you are anonymous, you're probably going to listen and there could be other men out there, but it's a tough question to answer. Um, because, any answer that I give you is either going to A, make you feel like you're doing something wrong uh, or B, lead you down the road of, okay, maybe I should just, you know, get out of this relationship because obviously I'm not done or I'm not mature enough or I haven't gotten to the level of love yet or I haven't found the right person to be 100% fully committed to. Um, 
And I think it all ebbs and it flows. It ebbs and it flows. I mean, even for me, when I met when I met my wife Bree, I, I had been single for a very long time too. I was in love with the sport of mixed martial arts, uh, fully committed to it. And she was in love with medicine. She was working eighty hours at the ER. She was in love with medicine. Didn't need a man. I was in love with mixed martial arts. Didn't need a woman. Wasn't focused on having a woman. But when I found her, I knew that the way that she was how she loved me, how she supported me, how she, how she took care of me emotionally. Um, I knew she was the woman that I was going to marry. Um, but that didn't mean there wasn't a, there, that there wasn't a transition period where I was learning how to go from being on my own, being single, only focusing on myself, only, um, having to worry about myself and transitioning into, okay, now there's another person and not just another person, but a person that I'm absolutely in love with and a person that I hopefully want to marry if she will take my hand in marriage. Um, you know, I wouldn't, man, it's, it's tough because I wouldn't, I wouldn't say to you that just because you are in this relationship and you are, you know, you find yourself wondering what else might be out there that it is indicative that you're not in love with that person. Um, I think let's, let's put it on the, on the exact opposite end of the spectrum. Let's just say you were absolutely in love with this person, this girl, and you groveled at her feet. You were on, you were, you were, she had you at, she has you in the palm of her hand. You're doing every single thing for her. You're focused just on her and not anything else out there in life. That's unhealthy as well. So you can look at two extremes. You say, well, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in a relationship with this person, but I'm constantly looking elsewhere, um, at other women or at other things, or, Hey, what would it be like if I didn't have her? That's one end of the spectrum, but the other end of the spectrum is, okay, I'm in love with her. I want to be with her every waking hour. I don't care about my work. I don't care about my, you know, school. If you're in school, I don't care about my profession. I don't care about my goals, my dreams, my aspirations. Both of those are very unhealthy when it comes to this relationship. So I think finding the ebbs and flows in between and also showing yourself the grace that you're all, you're a constant work in progress. You're a constant work in progress. Just because you have a day where you're not a hundred percent feel like you're as long as you're not crossing the line and and actually acting on maybe those thoughts, show yourself the grace that you're having those thoughts. It's completely okay. A lot of men struggle with that. Um, and ultimately, I think it comes back to self-image. Ultimately, I think it comes back to self-worth. Ultimately, I think it comes back to being content with yourself so then you can therefore be content where your feet are. So you can be content where you're sitting right now. Um, so James one, five ask for wisdom, um, pour into the relationship more, pour into yourself more and find out and see where it takes you. Um, but as you said, you're in your first ever, and you actually made it a point to make first ever all caps in this, uh, in this message that you sent me. So you obviously are just going through a brand new thing as well. You're going through a brand new season of life. So show yourself the grace that if you spent all of these years, decades in a completely different state of mind, and now you're finally going into a new state of mind, show yourself the grace. That there's going to be a transition period. Show yourself grace, guys, is the biggest and most important uh, thing. So hope you figure it out, Anonymous, and uh, keep on keeping on.
Next one is anonymous as well. The anonymous ones are always the best. Um, hey, Michael, I'd like to re remain anonymous. I've recently lost my job and I'm having motivation troubles and finding myself very frustrated during this time. Every new position I've applied for doesn't even seem to want to have an interview with me, and I'm finding it difficult to keep at my career goals because of it. It makes me think I'm just not cut out for it, but I feel so passionately about it that I'm trying my best to not give up on my dreams. Do you have any advice on how to push through it all? Um, anonymous. Man, so uh, they uh, lost their job. They are applying for jobs. They are not able to get interviews for jobs. They are stuck in a rut. They are stuck in a season of idleness. They are stuck in a season of lack or a season of um, feeling unworthy because we all know if you apply for a job, you don't get the job or you don't even get the interview. That's a way for a arrow to pierce straight through your heart and straight into your mind saying, I'm not good enough, but you are good enough. What is meant for you will not pass you up. What is meant for me will not pass me up. Every fight that I have lost, every, every business deal that didn't go the way I wanted it to, every day in my life where I might have a, a problem in a certain relationship, whether it be uh, in my marriage, whether it be with my friends, whether it be with my colleagues, whether it be my business partners, whether it be in my career where I have a bad practice, what is meant for you won't pass you up. You are a work in progress. Sometimes we need a season of idleness to remind us how truly lucky, lucky we were to have the job that you had before, the job that you lost. Sometimes we need a season of loneliness to realize what it felt like to be in a relationship. Maybe not that person. Maybe that person that we are no longer with wasn't the right person for us at the right time, at this right season. But the feeling, the overarching feeling of being with somebody made us feel full, made us feel whole, made us, made us feel complete. So it's okay to want that feeling. It's okay to want to be something, but we also have to focus on becoming something. So in this season where you're experiencing idleness, uh, you're experiencing uh, stagnation, maybe you need this, the season of stagnation. I've gone through numerous seasons of stagnation and idleness in my life. And every single time, if I'm able to spend the time working on my mind, um, working on my self-image, my self-belief, trying to make myself a better person, a better human, make myself happier, healthier, and harder to kill. And then also not putting so much weight and so much pressure on the situation. So if you wake up every single morning, the first thing you think about is I lost my job. I've been doing these interviews. This interview fell through. They didn't want me here. They didn't want me there. These people didn't even look at my resume. They didn't even open up the email. You start focusing on that. All you start to see is all of that. Now, if you flip it on, on its head and realize, you know what? I'm going to get a job eventually. You know what? I'm going to find the woman I dream, my dreams eventually. You know what? I'm going to get back on the saddle. I'm going to win the next fight. I'm going to win a fight eventually. Whatever it may be, um, giving up the control or giving up the, the pressure of attaining said thing, usually I've always found is when the breakthrough happens. And sometimes it happens instantaneously. Sometimes it happens at the, at the, just like a, a switch gets flipped. You let go of it. You let control of it. You say, okay, you know what? I'm completely okay. If this thing doesn't work out for me right now, boom, all of a sudden the phone rings, boom, all of a sudden the, per the right person comes in your life. Boom. You shake the right hand. Boom. You get that email. You get that phone call. You get that text message. So don't focus so much on it. Realize that it's going to work out. James 1.5, he who lacks wisdom, ask for it. 
and the Lord, your God will give it because he gives it abundantly. Um, and focus on becoming a better human being, happier, healthier, harder to kill. There is never, ever any down, uh, any, never any downfall from that. There is never any, uh, negative repercussions of trying to become a better human being because becoming the better human being was going to make you a better friend, a better partner, a better employee, a better business owner, a better fill in the blank. Um, so know um, that it's going to work out and stop putting so much pressure on it. That's my advice there. Next one comes from Tucker. Hey there, I'm 20 years old. Uh, I'm a college student who's been training Muay Thai and BJJ for years, but a good half of my training has been outside of the gym because I moved to SoCal lately and I, and I don't understand how I'm supposed to be able to afford training these days. The gyms around me are a minimum $200 a month with the good gyms being closed closer to 300. Do you have any tips for how I'm supposed to fit this in or is that just part of the struggle? Tucker, it's part of the struggle. You know, you can't... It's the good thing is you're in Southern, you're in Southern California. Uh, both of my brothers lived out in California. Uh, my brother, Eric, who lived out in Los Angeles, I said, Hey man, at least you got sunny, nice days. Most of the time, you know, um, I don't really like, uh, LA, if you will, love San Diego. Um, but at least you have sunshine and yeah, you can go run at the park and go shadow box at the park, but there just is no way to get around the struggle of if you can't afford the gym, it's going to be hard to really get better at Muay Thai, especially BJJ, especially. Um, it's just the simple fact of the matter. Um, so Tucker, get a job, make more money at your job. Um, spend more time on yourself for a season to find a way to make more money get laser focused on your goals of making more money. So then you can then feed your passion. Um, too many times in life, especially Tucker as a 20 year old, and I'm not, I'm not saying this is you, but I'm saying people in your generation, they want to, they want their passion to be fulfilled without the work or they want their passion to be filled without the practicality. There are simple truths in life. And one of those, is if you can't afford the thing that you're passionate about, then your passion is not going to be able to be pursued. Um, so obviously Southern California is very expensive. I understand that $200 a month, $300 a month for a gym. Maybe there's a cheaper gym out there. Maybe you could get a job at a gym. Why didn't I think about that at the very beginning? Tucker, there's, there's your road to getting into a gym, get a job at the gym because you will then most likely get a very he heavily discounted, um, a heavily discounted, um, membership there or a free membership. Remember, they'll pay you $4 to work at McDonald's will pay you four and a quarter to take the trash with a smile on your face. Um, so show up, go apply for jobs at gyms and whether it's custodial duties, whether it's front desk, whether it's memberships or whether you have, you are proficient enough in Muay Thai or BJJ to run a beginner's class or even be someone who helps as an assistant. Um, that's your way to get into the gyms. Other than that, focus on making money focus on getting a, 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 a job. Um, I know you're a college student, um, but even a part-time job should be able to make you enough money to pay a small gym membership if you also get a job there. So Tucker, I hope that helps. Um, 
Next one comes from Chad. What's going on, Mike? Although I am a huge fan of McGregor, I also am a huge supporter of you and your positive energy that you put out and reach to the younger men like myself. I am 25 years of age and just landed my dream job of becoming a firefighter in my city. I keep falling in and out of motivation of staying in shape and positivity. I hit highs and lows monthly. I'm not sure how to keep a steady balance with life and feel like I should be doing as much, doing so much more, but I get stuck in a rut. Any tips? Yes, Chad. I love that you said balance. I'm not sure how to keep a steady balance with life and feel like I should be doing so much more, but I get stuck in a rut. I think a lot of times we focus on balance. Okay. You know, for me, it, for me, as, it, as an example, I've got fighting and business and this platform and all these other things I'm working on to try to make money, uh, to try to be a, a entrepreneur and, a, and an athlete. But then I've got my wife and my, my boys and I've got my faith component. I've got these other things that are more intrinsic um, because I know being a good father and husband and man of faith and leader in my community and on a platform and, and reaching people, that's going to fuel my heart, my soul, my spirit in order to get on the microphone and reach more people or, or when I'm in, when I'm in my training, training harder, training through and pushing past barriers. Um, so the fact that you said, I'm trying to find a perfect balance or a steady balance. I think balance is a myth. I think there's going to be seasons where you're going to be all in on your, all in on your career and your family personal and relationship life might be struggling a little bit. When you say struggle, maybe it's not at a, anything less than the 10. We, we have this, we have this perfection mindset where, okay, I want, I want it all to be perfect. I want to be tens on all one through 10 on every single area of my life that I think is important. You're never going to be, have a 10 on every single one. So giving up the facade or giving up the, the thought process that I can have perfect balance is the first way in a surefire fire way to start finding more contentment in your life. Chad, you're never going to find a steady balance. It's never going to happen. There's going to be seasons, as I was saying, that you're going to be pouring into your career, pouring into your passions and your relationships and your family are going to be a little bit lower. And then there's going to be times where you're pouring into your family and then maybe your business or your passions struggle a little bit. Um, and like I said, I shouldn't say struggle because we have this facade of anything less than a 10, 10 out of 10 on any, on any of those scales or any of those areas of our life is a failure or it's struggling when really it's not. Life is a series of seasons that we have to continue to move through and it's never going to be perfect balance. But the biggest thing is I keep falling in and out of motivation of staying in shape and positivity. So if you're falling in and out of um, motivation of, of positivity, of course, you're not going to be in great shape. Of course, you're, you're, every area of your life is going to struggle. So the biggest thing is, and my most practical things is trying to wake up earlier in the morning, spend some time focusing on yourself, whether it be your faith, whether it be your journaling, whether it be your, uh, I have, I've been studying a lot of stoic stuff. I have my, uh, the daily stoic by Ryan holiday, I believe is his name. So I'm kind of getting the, the stoic, um, kind of a stoic excerpt every single day, a stoic page. I'm getting a, a page in my, my Christian devotional thing is called Jesus calling or Jesus every day, actually. Um, and then I spend time journaling, spend time writing down my gratitude list. And I know there's a lot of people out there who think it's foo-foo and it's, it's silly, um, to, to write down all the things you're thankful for, but it just, it helps me because I can get so focused on all of my failures because Chad, I feel like a failure every single day in, in a certain way, but it's realizing and knowing that that is the way that I'm wired. And I'm going to try to continue to 
change the wiring of my brain. Um, but in certain aspects of my life, certain areas of my life, there's play, there's areas where I'm underperforming at all times. If you're trying to pursue anything worthwhile whatsoever or anything more than just a one track mind of one thing, there's no way that you're not going to be struggling with something. There's no way that you're not going to be feeling like a failure in a certain area. So show yourself the grace. Um, definitely when you say you're, you're struggling with staying in shape, you guys know me. I'm a fitness guy. Um, I believe that I am what I am and where I am because of my mindset and my ability to train as often as I possibly can. Obviously, it's my job, but also staying in shape outside of training camps, looking like a professional athlete, looking in the mirror and saying, okay, I look pretty darn good. Doing my workouts and realize I can push past all the barriers. I still got it. Remind yourself by pushing yourself, waking up early, um, getting the workout in before work or getting the workout in before whatever it is you have to do that day. Start your day with your workout. So Chad, give up the illusion of balance and anybody else out there, give up this illusion of perfect balance. It's just not feasible. And the funny thing is the more you focus on not having great balance, the more balanced your life will become. The more you focus on not putting pressure on yourself to be perfectly balanced in all those different areas, you're going to find yourself having more balance because you are inadvertently showing yourself the grace and, and giving up the myth that there is perfect balance. So best of luck with that, Chad. Keep on pressing on and things will continue to get better. All right, next one and last one. From Linus. No, I noticed that you're a big fan of NF. What was your first experience listening to him and what sets him apart from all the other artists in the game? Huge fan. Can't wait for your next fight. Uh, great question. Um, anybody who out anybody out there who who sees my videos or hears the music playing in the background, uh, they know I'm a huge NF NF fan. Um, and that is literally just his his name, N. F. He's an artist. He's a rapper. Um, he is from Michigan. My first experience listening to him, I believe I was introduced to his music by uh, my bodywork guy who, who works on me here in Nashville named uh, Stephen Mason. And he's a huge fan of NF. And I think why I liked him was he wears his heart on his sleeve and he talks about his struggles. And I think I resonate a lot with that because obviously I'm here right now admitting to you guys all of the different struggles I have, all of the different ways I feel like I'm falling short, all of the different sad, painful, unfortunate experiences of my life. And I'm a, you know, by a lot of people's eyes, I'm an MMA superstar. I'm this tough guy. I'm just, I'm on ESPN and I'm fighting Conor McGregor and all these different things. So I could very well hide behind all of that and act like I am some big tough guy and I don't have struggles and that I'm not going to show weakness or I'm not going to cry every now and then, or I'm, or yeah, I failed, but it was somebody else's fault. No, I like to wear my heart on my sleeve. I like to sit here and level with you guys. I like to level with my fans and say, I'm just a a guy who is lost just like you. I'm just a small guy from a small town who was taught to do small things just like a lot of you. I'm a guy who has failed time and time again. I'm a guy who still to this day has so many things that I want to work on, but it's in the admitting that I'm not as tough as some of you guys think I am. It's in the admitting that I'm not as, I don't have as perfect of a life as a lot of you guys think I, I, I have. It's in the admitting that I have all of these different struggles that 
where my that that is where my strength lies. And I think that's why I love NF's music. I think he talks about his childhood, constantly talks about his struggles. And I think one of the most interesting things about listening to his music, and this is what it does for me, his childhood and the things that he has experienced, it's all well-documented in all of his lyrics and all of his songs. You can feel the pain that he has gone through. You can feel the struggles that he has gone through, OCD and anxiety and, and a really tough childhood, a poor childhood, not a great family life um, in a lot of his lyrics. I didn't have that. I like to consider myself a guy who, yeah, I had some things I had to work through, but I had a pretty decent childhood. We weren't poor by any means. We we're a middle-class family. We weren't rich. We didn't have a lot of the delicacies that you see a lot of people have, or I had a, a lot of people around me had, but I didn't have those kind of struggles. So I think just like you guys hear me talk about one of the things that really motivates me is imagining myself at 40 retired and I can't sleep at night because I underperformed so badly or I didn't reach my full potential. I let that guy motivate me. I let that failure of a human being who I could become if I don't work hard every single day, I let him motivate me. So I think one of the reasons I love NF's music is I can listen to him. I can hear the pain in his lyrics. I can hear the, the struggles in his lyrics. And I think he reminds me that there are a lot of people who are in a lot worse situation than I am in. There are a lot of people who have gone through a lot worse things than I have had to go through in my life. Therefore, it wells up more gratitude in me. And then if you follow NF's albums, you follow his lyrics, you follow his little uh, clues that he leaves, little breadcrumbs that he leaves, a lot of his stuff was dark and moody. Some of it was violent. Some of it was a little bit loud, sounds angry. And then it slowly continues to soften up a little bit and it slowly continues to lead toward this most recent album called Hope. And actually in my walkout song called The Search, he talks about finding the map to hope. And then the album cover for hope is him on a makeshift raft out in the middle of the ocean holding a map and the album is called hope. So you see the progression of the young man who has fighting all of his demons, turning into the young man who uh, finds some success, turning into the man who marries his wife, turning into the father and man who now has a son. Um, and has a wife and he's a devoted, you know, father and husband. And, um, so it's just really cool to see the progression because I think his entire life and his career has been a, a roadmap from the person who started at the bottom, who started with, who started in the negative. Let's put it that way. He started with a less than a zero balance in his emotional uh, and happiness bank, if you will. Um, probably started lower than a lot of you guys have. And if he can get to where the he is today and then also wear his heart on his sleeve, then why can't you? Why can't I? Um, so I think that's the reason I love his music. And yes, maybe you guys, maybe you're like me. There's certain songs where I'm like, oh, this, I don't really like this one necessarily because, you know, it talks about this and this doesn't make me feel a certain way. But then there's certain ones that I'm like, you know what, actually that makes me feel extremely grateful that I didn't have to go through that. Um, and then now obviously his new, his newest album has the most, uh, I'd say positive, uplifting, hopeful, joyful, and also a little bit of, uh, the nostalgic kind of snarky, 
uh, hey, y'all, y'all wrote me off. Y'all didn't think I'd make it here and look where I'm at. And the dude's absolutely blowing up now. He's about to start his tour. I'm going to his, his, uh, concert here at Bridgestone in Nashville, uh, July 26th. Um, or is it June 26th? The 26th of, uh, June actually. Um, are we in May or June? It's June right now. It's June right now. June 26th. Sorry guys. No. July 26th. <laughs> Dang it, dude. My, my schedule is all over the place. I'm in two different countries in the next three weeks, actually. So, um, so yeah, I, uh, that's why I like his music. Um, and it's just a call to action that it doesn't matter where you start, where you start is not a predictor of where you're going. You are what you are and where you are because of what has gone into your mind and what goes on inside of your mind. And people can change and they can change dramatically. They, people can grow and they can grow dramatically in a very short amount of time. So that's why I love his music. Um, and you guys should too. So I'm going to keep on pumping out the NF. I'm going to keep on banging on that drum. Um, and who knows, maybe someday we will uh, end up meeting each other and I can tell them how huge of a fan I am. So um I appreciate you guys. I hope um, you guys got some value out of this. Um, remember, show yourself the grace. Remember, Rome wasn't built in a day. Remember, where you started isn't a predictor of where you're going to end up. You are what you are and where you are because of the work that you put in to bulletproof your mind and continue to grow in your self-image, continue to grow in your self-concept because you'll never be able to consistently perform in a manner that is inconsistent with the way that you see yourself. The way that you see yourself is going to shape every single aspect of your life. So put a huge stock in that and watch the Watch the emotional bank grow. Watch the physical bank grow. Watch the, watch the contentment and joy and peace bank grow. So thank you guys so much. Um, if you brought, if this brought you value, uh, like, subscribe, share it with friends, send in more questions. Uh, we've got a ton built up and we're going to keep on doing these and, uh, hopefully bringing you guys value. And, um, thank you guys so much as always. God bless. We'll see you at the top.